This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. You're listening to Bass Fishing for Moves on the Paddle and Fin Podcast with your hosts Ryan Milford and Sean Lambert. Welcome back to Bass Fishing for Noobs on the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I'm Ryan. We got Sean. Hey guys. And once again, we have a couple of the best kayak fishermen in the country in here. We got Mr. Jody Queen and Mr. Russ Snyders. Welcome back, gentlemen. Hey guys. Hey guys. Um, you know, both of you have been on fairly recently within the past what two or three months, so. You know, we we can skip the introductions if you don't know who they are. You can go back and check those out. But yeah, there's some some of the best uh, competing tournament kayak anglers in the country. Um, they were right up top for Angler of the Year in the Hobie uh, series. Uh, I believe y'all were first and second going in the TLC, correct? Yeah. Yeah, and and we it battled back and forth. I mean, most of the season too. So. Yeah, on both circuits, really. Yeah, on both circuits. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, you know, y'all went into that first and second, the TOC. For anybody that don't know, it's the Tournament of Champions. You have to earn your way into that tournament. It's only like 50 people that get into it. And, uh, you know, just being honest about it, y'all didn't do so hot in that tournament. And, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm just, just being. And, you it know, happens. Yeah, no, that, well, that's yeah. what that's what we're here for is, you know, it's not to cut y'all down or anything like that. Y'all know that. But it's, I think, I thought it'd be a cool episode for y'all to talk about y'all's struggles and some of that. So, you know, we got a lot of newer fishermen uh, that listen to our segment that I feel like could kind of relate or learn from, you know, even the great ones, you know, struggle. And have bad days, and that y'all picked a really bad day to have a bad day, but <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, thanks for coming on here and being willing to talk about this. Um, be here, dude. But uh, yeah, yeah, we all have bad days, man. I mean, uh, the TOC this year wasn't my first bad day. It won't be my last bad day, I'm sure. I mean, 
sometimes it's, you know, things that happen that are out of your control, and sometimes it's just you messing up or making bad decisions or, uh, you know, there's there's so many variables that go on in a tournament like this. Uh, you have all year uh, a whole season worth of tournaments in which you can, you know, you do good here, you do okay here, you don't do so good here, and then when it comes down to that one tournament, it might be one of those times that you don't do good, you know, and uh, that's just the way it, that's just the way it goes, and uh, you can't dwell on it, you know, you just gotta gotta pick up and move on. Uh, I just don't let it get to me much anymore. I mean, I fished. I'm sure Russ is, you know, same way. He's probably fish so many tournaments you, you get used to the bad days sometimes and and uh just feel so blessed on the good ones that you have you know yeah but, uh, it goes know, in just, waves too you know yeah, it's like yeah, when, yeah. When, you know it's uh you see it in a lot of sport, sports just like momentum you know momentum can go both ways a lot of times it can uh, go in an upward trend or you know you have that one bad bad day and it's just you end up kind of carry over a lot of times into the next tournament and you just don't have the confidence or the or the momentum and you know you try you know as you get more experience you know and the anglers i think that that do good consistently are, are able to snap out of those uh a little bit easier than than you know i look at myself when i was younger and uh when i'd have a bad tournament it definitely be a lot of times where i'd, I'd in a slump for a while and i just couldn't get that that mindset back so that's a big yep. part of it too but, yeah but you, as you, you get in a rut you know it's those ruts you just try to stay out of those ruts you know yeah and a lot can go into you know there's a lot to be said about i've, I've been very fortunate this year for for just having a, a kind of a clear mind and not a lot of worries you know i've said it before as far as you know just in life there's so many things that that you can be affected by whether it's your health or financial worries or relationship uh, stuff or, you know, your family's health or their problems or spouse's problems. So it's uh, a lot of that goes into it too. And I think that plays a big part in, uh, you know, anglers that, that do do well. And, you know, if, you know, anybody, no matter, even if you do have a clear head and you're fishing well, you know, it's like Jody was saying earlier, you can have these days where you're just, you know, losing fish after fish and it's nothing, you know, it's not your fault. And, the, you know, but the, the, you know, even if you are having a lot of momentum and doing well, those days are going to happen. But uh, it's just about, you know, putting that behind you and moving on to the next tournament. And uh, that's, you know, a lot easier to do when, when things are going good in your life outside of fishing as well. Yeah. I think there's a separation, man. I mean, you, you you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, if you can, I mean, there's always something going on in somebody's life at any given time. I mean, just, it's just the way it is. Sometimes it's worse than others. Uh, but if you can kind of just focus, I think it comes down to focusing, like Russ said, this positive mental attitude. I'm sure you've heard that many, many times, but there's really something to it. I mean, if you can, you know, if you can just if you can concentrate and focus on what you're doing and kind of leave some of that stuff off the water with you, I think you're a lot better off. Uh-huh. And and the more you fish, like like Russ said, man, the more you fish, the easier it is to do it. You you become conditioned to it. Uh, I I think I've fished over 200 and some tournaments, and I mean after a while you you recognize it when it comes. You, you know you're like 
I'm not going to do good on this tournament. I can see, but you know, I'm going to do the best I can, and you start thinking about the next one. You know. I uh, I actually had a tournament this weekend uh, with uh, Cumberland Kayak Trail here local, and I did terrible on that. And you know, that's one thing. I, I'm not a big tournament guy. You know, I've done a few this year. That's about it. But you know, I was on the I'd been on the water all day. I caught a couple of fish, but they were like 11 and a half, too small to count. And, uh, you know, I've got really frustrated. I was like, I'm just going to go, I just need to go pack up and go home, you know, because I was not in a good mindset. Yeah. And, you know, I, what I actually did, I, I called my sister and I put her on speakerphone, just put the phone in the pocket of my life jacket. And like, I was like, look, I just need somebody to help me clear my mind and just talk. So, you know, I was just, chit-chatting with her you know and uh i was just fishing a little bit as going along wasn't really seriously fishing at that point i was just casting it and retrieving it and this 19 and a quarter ended up smoking my crankbait mm-hmm. right, like almost at the boat <laughs> and and i was like i need to start calling you more often when i'm fishing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh yeah like i i don't know if that really is what uh what did it but i was uh it gave you a breath yeah you know? it's it's like my mind cleared for the yep. few minutes and i was like so I, I caught a fish so it's really easy for us to do it to ourselves too it's like you have an expectation of what you can do in a tournament because of the abilities that you you have confidence in yourself. So it, it kind of puts pressure on, on, we kind of put pressure on ourselves sometimes and it's easy to get caught up in that. But I don't know, man, it's just, it's going to be what it's going to be. All you have to do is do the best that you can do at any given time. And, and you know, if you're giving it your all or, you know, if you're off a little bit or, but uh, you're just going to have, it, it's not all peaches and cream out there. You know, we all have our bad days, and that's just the way it is. Well, let's kind of go into, like, let's talk a little bit about what are y'all's heads were at going into the TOC. Like, what was your game plan? I guess, Russ, you want to start off with that? Yeah, uh, I, you know, I spent quite a bit of time up there leading up to the tournament. Uh, my, my plan was, was to really concentrate on, on the rivers up there. Uh, I knew I fished a tournament earlier this year, uh, KBF, uh, two, two one day tournaments and I got a, you know, first, the first day and second, the second day. And I was, I was up that, uh, the French broad river there and, um, and, you know, pre-fishing too. I, I saw what lives in those rivers. Uh, and especially with just this time of year, I know how tough that the lake was fishing. Those big fish really weren't around. Um, so I spent the majority of the time fishing the rivers. Uh, the only issue I had, you know, is most of the days they were really generating a lot of water. I got out there early and, you know, those days where they were generating one generator, it was just, it was a lot more manageable. Uh, and there was just a lot more areas where you could catch them, where once those generators were, were pumping hard like they were the tournament, it really limited the spots. You could still catch them, but, you know, 90% of the water that you would have been able to fish when there's one generator is just all, uh, you can forget about it pretty much. Uh, so really you have to change your strategy and, 
Um, you know, and, and I knew as I got, you can't really see the releases for the tournament until, you know, a couple days before they'll give the predictions. Yeah. And, uh, like on that Wednesday before I got out, I had a pretty good day and they were saying they weren't going to generate much. And all of a sudden they switched it and they said, oh, it's going to be blowing full blast. Mm. And then that's when I actually kind of changed my game plan and say, I, I really need to find a spot on the, on the lake that I can at least get something. Uh, and, and I did, I went just downstream of Knoxville, which wasn't too far from the rivers. So I figure I can, you know, if I can, I, you know, I had a couple in the morning there. So, uh, pre-fishing. So tournament, first day of the tournament, I, uh, I started on my lake spot and I was, I was actually really surprised because a whole school of smallmouth moved into this area, which was really more of a largemouth area. It was a stretch of riprap with some weed beds. And there was one area where there, where there wasn't any weeds and the current was just hitting the rocks. And, you know, I got about six smallmouth, uh, including a pretty, you know, 18 and three quarter, which was pretty good for the lake out there. Uh, and I actually left them biting. It was like 930, something like that. I fished a couple hours, two and a half hours there. And they were still biting, but I knew that, all right, I have my limit. And if I'm going to give myself an opportunity at this, I'm going to go try to put in at the river, uh, do a float, and hopefully get, you know, one or two more kicker fish. And uh did the float the remainder of the day and got, uh, you know, two big ones. I got, you know, two four-pounders. I got like a 20 and a quarter and a 19 and three-quarter and two other smaller fish, and it, it, everything went as good as it could have gone because I was really struggling pre-fishing, and uh, I didn't even think that would have been possible to, to, to get that. And I was only in fifth. You know, a few other people really crushed them up in the river there. Um, but, yeah, I get to continue the next, you know, the next day. I knew I was, the weather was changing. I knew, you know, I was like, I had nothing to do except for the same thing. I'm like, I, I got to go for it again. And I wasn't super confident because I know all the stars aligned. Everything went well. And uh, next morning went out there. That school smallmouth was gone. I got one little tiny fish and like, you know, three hours of fish in the lake spot. Went to my river spot. Didn't get a bite for five hours. And the last uh, half hour of the tournament, I got three bites. I got a 11 three-quarter Got another small 13-incher, my second keeper, and I, I missed one. Felt like a really good bite. Could have been a drum though too, but <laughs> yeah. And how was that? I, you know, I lost the. Uh, I was all I had to do was just get a limit. I would have got AOI. I would have got the Hobie World spot. Would have got the kayak. Uh, all of that. So it was, you know, I knew going in, I just needed to get a limit, and it was, it was. <laughs> it was not a great day, and it, you know, but those days happen, and, and it can happen at any time. It sucks that it happened on that specific day, but uh, that's fishing. I, I look back, and there's not really much I feel like I could have done differently. Uh, I didn't really make any mechanical error. I feel like all my mechanics, everything was good. It's just sometimes that's just how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I had pretty much the same – uh, plan. I mean, I knew I knew all along it was going to be a river bite for me. Uh, I was fishing with uh, my good buddy Matt Ball, and uh, during pre-fishing we had hit the we hit the Holston and we hit the French Broad. And uh, man, I mean, the one day we fished a section of the French, the French Broad, and we we're just floating through. And I mean, I had like 88 or 89 inches just going through hitting, and I'm like, man, this is this is this is great. And then, uh, and I'd missed a few fish that day, but I had so many bites that day that I was covering for the ones 
you know, that I, I was missing. And I was like, man, I'm, you know, I'm getting plenty of bites. I'm catching plenty of fish. So we went over and fished the Holston the next day. And, and that's when it really started getting kind of weird because, I mean, I had like three or four fish uh, that I know were 18 inches or better and just could not do it, just could not keep them pinned. And I, I kept telling Matt, I said, man, I don't know what I'm doing wrong here. I just... You know, I don't know if it's my pole. I'm not getting a good hook set, or, or I'm just not picking up on the bite early enough. Or, what were you or, throwing, like a shaky head or something? <clears throat> yeah. Well, no, I was I was throwing a wobblehead jig. Yeah, yeah, I was a uh, swinghead jig, uh, the Gene Larue jigs. I usually do really, really good on them in the river rivers up here at home, and I was just throwing a creature, a rage bug or structure bug behind it, and. uh Man, I, and I'd done real good on it. And then uh, another day in pre-fishing, we went back and, and took a section of the French broad, and I had like 86 inches that day. And, and you know, I I was just getting, I was generating a lot of bites, so I really wasn't worried about the ones I was missing. You know, I was missing three or four every time I went to the river, but I was covering it with the ones I was catching. So I, I should have known, man, because on the first day of the tournament, when uh, we were back in the kayaks in, Matt had his uh, kayak on my trailer, and I was backing in. The water was moving so fast that when I backed into the water, as soon as the back of his boat hit that current, it was moving so fast, it lifted his boat up, turned it upside down, and just jerked it off wow. the track. It broke all his rods, too, right? It broke all his rods. He had oh, two rods that he fished with all day. And uh, that's that's the way it started out. It, I, I looked in my mirror and it was floating. And I could I could see him back there going pull up, pull up, pull up. So I pulled up and actually he had everything strapped in really well. So he only lost a he lost some tungsten stuff. And I mean that's the way the day started out. And uh, after I got launched, I moved over to a riprap bank and immediately. Maybe third or fourth cast, I, I had one about 19 inches get off on me. And I floated on down that riprap, and then I, I picked up a 19. I'm like, well, okay, this, it's going to be the same. From that point on, I don't think I got maybe five or six bites for the rest of the day. And they were mostly all smaller fish, and uh, it was it was just – I just couldn't connect with them. Uh, on, on day two, though – I was hooking them and just couldn't get get them into the boat. I mean, I, I know I hooked at least I had one that I know was 20 inches that come up and threw, threw my my jig uh, out from the boat and a couple around 18, 19 up to the edge of the boat and I just couldn't get them pinned, man. I just couldn't keep them pinned, and uh, you know it's frustrating, uh, but it happens. It happens. It's been a while since that's happened to me, and I still I, I reflect back on it and I've tried to figure out what it was. And I still can't figure out what what I was doing, but uh, I think maybe the next time I'm in that situation, I'll probably just try to downsize and use a, a maybe a lighter line uh, with no stretch. Are you swimming that that uh, structure? The the are you swimming or just fishing it like a jig? Fishing it like a jig. Okay. I'll I'll cast it. I'll start swimming them like a crankbait. And just tick the rocks and. I do. I miss fish on on that a lot of times too. It's, I was fishing know. like a jig, and I think what was happening was they were picking it up, and they were there was so much current 
I think they were running out into deeper water, and it was putting a big Get a bow in your line. Yeah. Yeah. I think I wasn't uh, pulling that slack and getting a good hook set on them. They was was pulling off. I think that's what what it was. And it's hard to reel up that bow in your line without them feeling it and then dropping it. And they spit it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's tough. I fish a lot of wobbleheads in the rivers and stuff, too, and that's yeah, that happens. You know, even though I was casting, and if I would have thought, I probably would have because those fish were so tucked up against the banks that if I would have thought, I should have maybe pulled over right next to the bank and just started staying right on the bank and fishing up because that way that would have taken the element of the water pushing down through that would have taken it out of the equation because I would have been sitting in calmer water and fishing calm, calmer water. That, it may have done it. It may not have. But, uh, you know, Matt told me something that day that was he, – he paid me a huge compliment because when the day was over with, I mean, we were talking. He said, man, he said, I'm sorry you had such a bad day. And I looked at him. I said, look, dude, this happens. I'm used to it. I, I recognize it when I see it, and I just I just don't let it get to me. And uh, he said, well, you've shown me one thing today, and he said that's how to accept not not winning. And he, he really meant it. He was, he was sincere, and I, that just that was, that was a huge thing for me. And I looked at him, and I said, man, I really appreciate that because it, it meant that I was representing the sport well and I was doing what I should be doing. And, and trying not to focus on the negative and trying to stay positive. But uh, that's what we have to do. I mean, when I first started out doing these tournaments, I had this expectation. I, I mean, I wanted to win. I wanted to win. I wanted to win. I wanted to place good. I wanted to place good. And the disappointments were, they were just like always there, you know. Mm-hmm. But you learn after a while, hey, this is this is the norm for right now, this is, you know, winning is the exception. And so what you do is you do, you try to, for consistency. You know, if you can get that some form of consistency, it seems like I learned more during those times than I did any other time, you know, in the past four or five years. It was just trying to be consistent and uh, because it teaches you a lot more. I might go to an area and, and just say, okay, I'm going to get my limit now, and then I'll worry about getting these bigger fish later, uh, getting that five fish, you know, getting that five fish monkey off your back is what I call it. And uh, if you can do that, I think it helps you out mentally, and I think it helps you out, you know, as, as an angler too, you know, and, and being able to accept a lot of things that, that you, don't, you, you want everything to go your way, but it just don't happen. You know, you just got to accept it. Yeah. How hard is it for you guys? Uh, like, I, I know you both said you're going to take a little bit of a break now uh, to finish that way. You know, it, it's one thing yep. if that happens in the middle of the season and you know you have more tournaments coming up to kind of make up for that. But knowing that you're you're done for a little bit, are you chomping at the bit to get back uh, out there? Or? Man, I am just enjoying the time that I have with my wife. I, I mean, all season long. I think I've fished close to 40 tournaments this year and I've spent a lot of time away and it's just like we never seem to have enough time together. So I'm really enjoying not having anything pressing to do and, and spending time with her and just, just being around each other. It's just, it's, it's wonderful. So, uh, yeah, I mean, 
I'm looking forward to the 10, yeah, but I'm also looking forward to the break a little bit. And ask me again in two weeks, I might be jonesing for a tournament. <laughs> but right now, I'm okay. <laughs> well, if you get jonesing too hard, you know, uh, get that, uh, that bass on Del Hollow in December. There are yeah, a lot of people going yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Jackson Orr posted something about that on one of his pages. You know, I, I there was a tournament after the TOC that, and rust fishing tournament too. So, you know, I, I, had, I had a bad TOC, but I had another goal, you know, the following week. I wanted to qualify for the, the Texas tournament, you know, in Lewis, what is it, Lewistown or Lake or Louisville? Louisville. Because I wasn't qualified for bass. And I, I really? Told How many nah. bass? Did you do any other bass events? No. Oh, no, that was the only one. Well, so, congrats. Uh, That's awesome. So, I, well, no, I, I fished the, the first one, uh, Logan Martin. Okay. And I, I had, there was another disappointment there. So I, <laughs> but, uh, I told him, I said, all I want to do is qualify, you know, and, uh, I accomplished that and I came in seventh and I'm, I cashed a check and, you know, and so I'd already forgotten about the TOC and I'm looking forward to the next one. So, uh, you know, those little victories, those little accomplishments, they go a long way. You know, you just got to realize them when you see them, you know, you know, I, Hey man, I picked myself up, dusted my boots off, and I'm back on it. And it was tough fishing on chicks. Oh, it was it was it probably was the toughest rough. tournament of the year. I, I heard it was rough. Oh I have, yeah, I've never seen chick that tough. It was brutal. I was there a couple of days pre-fishing, and I couldn't find anything. And the things that had the little bitty things that I did find, I'd go check them the next day, and then and it was done. gone. It was like. So I had to just fish, uh, just kind of fly by the seat of my pants and that one. And, uh, yeah. it was a little, it was both, you know, it was disappointing, but at the same time, it was also, you know, I, I did better than I thought. So it kind of goes yeah. both ways with that one for me. But I, I, yeah, I went into that tournament. I, and I just, like I said, fishing by the seat of my pants. I'd, I'd started on one spot that I found for a couple hours, marked the fish there, couldn't get them to bite started chasing the bird there'd be birds diving and fish jumping around and you'd cast right in the middle of them they wouldn't yep. touch it and yep. uh i it was like 12 12 30 and finally i'm like all right well let's let's you know it's sunny super calm out of breath of wind so i went into a marina and uh started marking a bunch of a bunch of bait and a bunch of fish right underneath them and i uh, i got a uh a lipless crankbait and actually just started doing just little hops. I do that at Clear Lake. It's a really popular technique. Just doing little like six inch hops uh, right off the bottom. And, and I started cat. I was getting bit like every few casts and put four in the boat just like that. And I lost uh, my next five fish. I lost about a five pounder, about a three and a half pounder, a couple two pounders. And with five minutes left, so that was all in like a 45 minute period and I still had like an hour and 15 minutes to get that fifth fish and then I couldn't get them to buy a tread all. Oh, I was just, mm. it's like I need to get that fifth fish and with five minutes left, I hooked a great big one and I never saw it. It was in, in the dock slip. I'm almost positive it was a bass and, and it started taking some drag and it was a big, big one. 
Uh, and then it ended up coming off too. <laughs> so, but the same. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you, man. I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing. Too. Cause it just goes that way sometimes. <laughs> I and I didn't have any. I cut. I had the winning fish on, you know. But uh, and I, I didn't, you know. But at 12:30, I had nothing, you know. So it just goes to show, though, that. You know, even if you, you're feeling discouraged and you're in some kind of slump, just don't give up. Try to keep an open mind and and just uh, don't be scared to throw everything out the window, too, because in that yeah, tournament pre-fishing and then I had no, I, I just knew, like, I'm, I, the only chance I have is to, to figure it out right now because whatever I had going isn't going to work, you know. So, uh, and I figured them out, you know, I figured them out that day. I just didn't execute and I don't. You know, a lot of times with lipless traps, especially if you're fishing them that way, they just don't get them that good, and, and you're going to lose fish on them, you know. Um, so it, it is what it is. And but I, at the same time, I feel kind of proud of myself for, for not giving up and just trying to keep my head in the game and, and just, you know, thinking outside the box. I didn't fish that area pre-fishing or that lure or nothing, you know, nothing. That was just, just going with what I thought might work and, so, you know, that I can take some good out of it, at least. I can look at that and kind of be proud of myself for for just, uh, you know, figuring figuring something out. Yeah, but, yeah sometimes, yeah. man, it just, that's all it takes is just doing something different. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, it's funny you, sh- you should say that because I was having problems. I had three fish uh, right away in the morning, and then my bites dropped off, and I caught a couple small fish, and I went to a marina. Did you? Yeah, it just yeah. felt right. It felt like uh, yeah. right. I, sunny I mean, I and no wind, and you know. And I went into the marina and I caught my. Actually, ended up catching my my last two fish there, and and uh, one of them was a, like a fifteen fifty or something like that. And the, but doing that, just saying okay, and I hadn't pre-fished. I, I knew it was there. I just hadn't been to it, and it was just. I'm glad I did it. You know, yeah. I mean, you just don't give up. That's that's yeah. weird. That's weird. And it, it is, huh? And it's just, you know, not to, you know, when things aren't going, I see a lot of people, when I was younger, you know, I saw that a lot, or I look at a lot of people that are just starting out fishing, uh, and they, you know, the hardest thing to do going into the tournament is is throwing everything that you pra- that you found during practice, just yeah. throwing it away and starting over. Yeah. Uh, and I think the more experienced anglers, the better anglers are able to recognize a lot of times when to do that and then, you know, what, what to try. Uh, that's probably one of the hardest things to do in, in tournament fishing, I'd say, but, uh, it's, you know, the more experience you get. You know, you're right. And another thing I've noticed too is, is that these, the younger anglers and the people who are just now getting into this. They, they have that expectation. They know that they can fish. They know how, how well they think they can fish. And when it's not going their way, they start getting down on themselves. And that takes yeah. your, that just yeah. takes your whole mindset. You know, mentally, it just, it destroys you because you're not, like Russ said, you're not willing to take and do something that you're not used to doing or thinking outside of the box because 
you, you start trying to force, force the bite. <laughs> yeah. You know? Are you just already defeating yourself before the day's exactly. even yeah. over? You're, you're admitting defeat. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. Sit in one spot. You'll sit in one spot for the rest of the day you know, because they're not biting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch one here. I know I see one on my, on my grass here. I mean, you know, you can't do that. You can see I punches. I do the opposite of that. I just start covering as much water as possible and probably do it way too fast. Sometimes yeah. it can be a good thing. Sometimes it could be yeah. not a good thing. You know, it can go either way. Sometimes that's a good, good idea. Way. Well, you're talking to two guys who like who love the moves. Yeah. I mean, I think you do. I love, I love oh, yeah. it, man. I love oh, yeah. it when the bites on the with the moving baits. I love moving baits. You know, I prefer doing that. But there are times I'm sure you'd say time. too where you find yeah. one like when I found those fish in, in that marina. I went right. back and forth on one little spot. You know, I could have just caught that first fish and just say, oh, they're every. You know, there was docks everywhere so yep. but there was something special i recognize that there was something special about that one area there there was kind of a transition with like a deep deeper bank pressed up against the bank where it kind of turns into a flat and it just so happened to be right underneath uh where this little stretch of docks were right there um, so so yeah i mean when i hit that marina i, I started throwing up dragging a, a mag fatty z which is a, a worm around a dock i mean i'm just sitting there moving it slow moving it slow but all my other fish came off of moving baits but when that bite died off i knew something was wrong and you you have to be able to switch that up and getting down on yourself and beating yourself up it it inhibits that ability to think outside the box yeah. your, your your realm of possibilities go from here to your your instincts go away, you know. Exactly. That's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. You, you lose your instincts, yeah. Yeah, and that's everything with fishing. It seems like it'd be really hard to get to the point that y'all are at where you don't beat yourself up because you know I was fishing a little local tournament, you know, uh, you know, first place. You know, it was a decent pay. It was like four hundred and thirty bucks, but it wasn't the money that y'all fish for. So for y'all to be able to keep that cool head yeah i got a lot of not think about the money and just you just got to not care if you lose is the thing and not beat yourself like you don't want to beat yourself up over it you just got to accept that that's just part of it you're going to have days where you win and days that you lose but you got to just you know not you know accept that there are going to be days that you're going to lose and the easier you can accept that the, the better you'll be able to fish when things aren't going right i mean it's okay to be disappointed I mean, you know, I, I, I was disappointed, you know, in the TOC. I was disappointed with the way things went, but I wasn't disappointed that I was out there. I wasn't disappointed, you know. It was more I, after the tournament probably than it. in the moment, right? Yeah, you're out more after than it was in yeah. because you just don't let that stuff come in and in, enter, your, enter your mind because it, it just – that's the killer, you know. That's the, the thing that takes all of that away from you before you're even, you know, finished with the day. You know, it, you, you just got so much more to. Just, don't limit yourself by by you know, getting so down on yourself that you just can't focus, you know, or that you're blocking possible ideas from coming in and, and helping you out. The calmer you are on the water, the the more clear thinking you're going to be. So, you know, I was fishing my tournament that weekend, so I, d I didn't really get to see the standings for that bass event. How'd y'all end up finishing? Because I know I heard a lot of 
like barely anybody got uh you got limits. seventh Jody, right? Yeah, I got seventh, yep. I got I had four fish and I thought I didn't even think I was gonna get in the money and then I saw the standings. I got four fish and still got fourteenth and there you go. A thirteen incher would have put me in third and I think I need about twenty inches wow. to I think to there win. was uh, out of hundred and forty nine people there were fifteen limits. Fifteen wow. limit. And there was I think fifty people, a third of the field blanked. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Eighty eighty percent of the field had three fish or less. That's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's tough, man. I'm telling you, it's the toughest I've ever seen at Lake. And I mean, I've done really well there in the past, and I had my, all my little holes that I always like to visit, and I, was, I just wasn't catching no fish in them. Uh, and uh, so, I mean, we, me, me and Corey, we just had to figure out, you know, what it was we could catch something on and, and go with it, you know, and hope it held out. But it Did was you end tough. up going up the river more? Were you chasing smallmouth uh, and all that? No, I went up there to the dam, but uh, – I caught four smallmouth up there, and uh, I think two of them would have measured. And, pre-fishing? Uh, yeah, pre-fishing. Gotcha. And uh, I caught a drum, and it just, I don't know, it just didn't feel right. So I dropped back down river. I fished uh, Sail Creek. Which, fishing Harrison Bay area. Yeah. I heard Harrison was, was pretty good, man. I mean. There's a lot of fish there. Some pre-fishing. people were, but they were not yeah. They were tough to catch. I'm not kidding. I saw six, seven, eight pound fish busting little tiny, you know, little one yeah. and a half. Sometimes I saw some gizzard shad getting busted on too. I know Christine, she caught like a 20 pound striper and then I ended up yeah. catching like an eight pound striper out there. So there's some of that going on too. So, yeah, uh, but there's some big the bass thing. out there. And during the day, you got all those fish around you and you're not catching them. I mean, that'll spin you out too. Uh, I mean, I was in an area on Sail Creek where there's a a big uh, grass bed, and the fish were just, I mean, some of them were skipjacks and white bass, but you can tell those. I mean, white bass, they'll kind of push the water, you know how they do, and then skipjacks, they'll come out, and uh, but a lot of these were bass, and I was throwing right on top of them, man. I threw everything. I threw flukes. I threw everything, and that can be disheartening, too. When you know you're on fish, you're around fish, and you just can't get them to bite, and it happens. Those, those fish get so focused and dialed in on what what it is, how those fish act when they when they react to them, that anything else just they're just not going to hit it. The only time I could get those to bite, we had one day pre-fishing uh, where I got out there and those fish were there, and there was there was a little bit of wind, uh, pretty yeah. pretty good amount of wind, mm-hmm. and even in the wind though, if they were offshore, you still couldn't get them. But if you had some of those fish that pushed up into like a foot or two feet of water on some of these bars, that was the only time where I can get them to bite. And I'd throw just a little tiny three inch swim bait on like a 16th ounce head. Uh, I got a few doing that, but then the problem was during the tournament, there was, there was no wind and they they wouldn't push up shallow enough to, to get on those spots where you can get them. So yeah, pre-fishing, I was in a spot in the head of a, of a good sized Creek and there was a huge grass bed in there and the wind was blowing like, 10 miles an hour and it blowed bait right up against the grass in about two feet of water and yeah. i mean it's just the wind was really howling there man the chatterbait bite was on and, pre, and that was pre-fishing you know yeah. and i didn't need the wind I had over 80 inches and I, I peeled out of there and left you know and and then when that wind died the, on the next day they just they just quit they's like yeah. nah not hungry yeah and yeah. i love I the wind on the chatterbait bite 
Oh yeah. I I don't know if they got the same uh, storm storm system come through there as we did here in Middle Tennessee, but Sunday there was a lot of wind. Yeah, man, yeah, we heard that. Out there pedaling as hard as I could against that wind. Yeah. It was it was Sunday. rough. Sunday was rough. Yeah, I was driving home. I hit a lot of wind in there, so I know it had to be rough on the water. Yeah, but I, I, the Saturday was dead, man. I, we didn't have no wind at all on on tournament day. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think we really had any either um, out there on Priest, and it was actually, uh, you know, when I was talking to my sister, she's like, "Is it cold there?" Because she lives in Indiana, and she's like, "Is it is it cold out there?" I'm like, "No, it's hot." It's like 70-something degrees, and I'm right in the sun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, I, guess, I guess the next thing for me and Russ is going to be, what, 10? Is that? Yeah, that's the next uh, Yeah, next tournament. I, have a break. I might do that Dale Hollow, too. I hear everybody keeps talking about it. I, I don't know. I like, depending on the web, it's like 20-something degrees. I'm probably just going <laughs> to say you guys have fun. But, uh, but yeah, if it's decent weather, I might jump into that and just – just have fun with it, you know. That's right about right now. It's been a long season, just like Jody said. I, I travel all over the country and did it absolutely as many tournaments as I could. I put everything into this year, uh, and I'm gonna, you know, next year I'm, I'm gonna back off a little bit. I'm still, I'm not gonna be chasing points and stuff really. I might uh, jump into a few more tournaments. I got the the ten in January, uh, in March I'll be doing the. Louisville Bassmaster Classic, and then October is Caddo Lake KBF National Championship, and, and I'll probably jump in a few, but I don't even have. I'm not even going to plan out for that. Uh, I'm going to, you know, try to buy a little piece of property and and get my guide service going a little bit, and you know, concentrate a little bit more on the business end of fishing stuff as far as just doing more videos and uh, yeah. a little more marketing through social media, and try to do some just some fun trips, you know, and uh, you know, I a lot of th- with the tournaments and stuff this year, you know, I really didn't have my GoPro run. I didn't, I just really wanted to put all my attention into, to really focusing on fishing and just doing as well as I could without having any distractions. And, uh, but yeah, this next year I'm going to kind of do it a little different and, uh, and, you know, jump in more to the, just helping my sponsors market, you know, market their products and do more just kind of fun camping trips where I, where I do try to get some good video footage and stuff. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, and then you know the next year I'm I'm thinking I'm probably gonna jump in it really hard again. But um, yeah, I think it'll be I'm uh, gonna be getting a new kayak too, so I want to you know spend the year really getting used to the kayak. And uh, does it have uh, rod storage? It, yeah, not for yeah, it has a horizontal rod storage. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, we'll see once it happens. I'm not going to give too much info yet. I think we all pretty much know what what you're getting. To. Yeah, <laughs> but so, hey, yeah. I, I do got to ask y'all, how did it feel to see Drew Gregory drive away with that Hobie? <laughs> I was happy for him. You know, he's been. I don't think he's gonna use it. <laughs> he's probably gonna sell it. I'm sure. Uh, but he worked hard for it. I was a freak uh, with a PA14 in a paddle. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody could do it, it would be him. I, you know, we did a little. Uh, we did a little river trip. Uh, me, Christine, and, and Trait, and uh, I, I took my kick boat. A lot of times I, on these smaller creeks, I'll take my uh, my kick boats or pontoon boats, and uh, Christine drug her, her big PA-14 down 
down into this creek and I was shocked at how well it, it, it handled in that really skinny water and it got through the skinny rapids good and it was I was really surprised you know uh, really opened my eyes and it wasn't near as tough as I thought it would be so yeah I, rem- I remember seeing video I think it was back around the spring or something like that I believe it was her and AJ were out on some skinny water like just did a video just showcasing how well it does on the that, that little water I take mine out on the new all the time, man, and uh, you know up up on the Susky, and I mean it does well. They they will surprise you. They're I mean they'll surprise you. It surprised me, and I fished out of it most of the years. You know, uh, they're 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 a good all round boat. I mean there's there's other boats out there that you can probably haul around a lot better if you're waiting upstream or something like that but i mean for an all-around boat i mean it, it, it'll surprise you in that that type of scenario uh, they do real well well russ kind of went over his plans for next year jody what, what's your you know we're at the end of the year what's your plans going in next year dude it's just gonna be a, another year like i did this year i'm gonna fish everything i can fish and i mean this is my only source of income other than my, my artwork. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a job, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I get out of it what I put into it. So I'm not going to slack off this year. Now in the next couple of years, I'm going to, uh, you know, I, I've got some plans on some things that, uh, might change a little bit, to try to further my, uh, chances of staying in this, you know, for the long term. uh, I'm not always going to be able to compete, you know, and so what I'm working on right now is I just need, I just need to, uh, my five-year plan is to make as big a mark as I can, and then it, when it comes down to uh, wanting to do something else, then maybe I'll have a good enough name in this industry where I can, you know, do something else and just stay involved in it. Mm-hmm. So, but until that happens, I'm going to fish everything I can fish. Well, you, you know, we talked about it last time, you know, if you uh, you ever start a guide service, you know, me and Sean are first on the list. You know, we're going to go hit the Susky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to get uh, Russ to show me the ropes on gui- guiding. <laughs> yeah, kind of new to it when it comes to the kayaks and the kickboats. I did a, a lot of guiding back in California. <laughs> That's right. You used to be a guide. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah I, probably I, seven I, years I, or so. On my local waters up here every year, I had, you know, five or ten guys that I always took out, and uh, it, it was fun. It's different, you know, because you're not really going after the pounding for yourself. You know, you you got to put the other guys on, but it, it's it's just about as rewarding as, as anything else ever done, man. You know, to see that look on their face when you you know there's a big fish there. I had a buddy of mine, he come in, he's, you know, all he wanted was, a, you know, he wanted a big smallmouth, big smallmouth, and, I tied a bait on his line, and he said, man, he said, I ain't never used that. And I told him how to use it, and I told him where to go and where to throw it. And, and man, he come out with his personal best. And it's, it's like it's, it's like more rewarding than you even catching it, huh? Yeah, it's like, like carefully, you know. But, yeah. uh, and, but the look on their faces when that happens, man, it's, it's priceless, you know. Yeah. If you're just able to pick your clientele to where you know they're not going to be jerks. Well, the big, well, big thing of it is just is just reading your clientele. You know, from the experience yeah. I've had guiding is 
because everybody usually wants something different out of the trip. Some people are there solely just to absorb as much knowledge and to learn as much as possible. And, you know, I really encourage those type of people to just ask as many questions as possible Mm. throughout the day. And, you know, some people are there just to just to have fun and fish and they they don't really care. You know, you trying to teach them and talk them and tell them everything is just going to annoy them. And um, there's other people that are that are there, you know, kind of just to to talk and socialize, whether it's just with you or or their buddy that they're bringing. I've had people do like business meetings and stuff like that, more or less, where they're just kind of talking business, whether, you know, just kind of hanging out and fishing. So Big thing yeah. up here is is there's so many fish. I mean, a lot of people that I take out, they just want to catch a lot of fish. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you can tie small baits on, and they can catch fish all day, and they have a blast. And then you yeah. got the guy that come up, and, hey, man, I want to, I want to side throw a big bait. I know some guys that yeah. throw swim bait all day long, and they know going into it, like they might not catch a fish, but they just want to yeah. learn more about. They want to have a chance at a really big one, and. And just learn, you know, the right, you know, the right way to attack that kind of day. Uh, See, this is what I need. Getting clients. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I need. All right. I I need one of y'all to guide me. But I need you to just watch me all day long and tell me what to throw, where to throw it. (laughs) And, yo, just keep your eye on me. Tell tell me. man. Yeah, tell me every little thing that I need to do wrong. Like, oh, Critique hold, it, hold, your mechanics. Hold your rod up a little bit more. Right. <laughs> yeah. Don't move it as much. You're Some people, like, I love yeah. taking people out that, that are like, that have that kind of approach. Uh, yeah. It's more fun because for me. Because they're absorbing information. Yeah, they're, they're, that's the other people. I like to do it. Sometimes I start doing that, start critiquing them, and you can tell they maybe start getting annoyed, you know. And I, know. I have to back off a little. <laughs> but All right, so uh, me and Russ are going out. Uh, tell me why yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah, sign me up too, man. I, that's exactly what I need. <laughs> All right, Raz, your first two clients. <laughs> there we go. Hey, we'll, we'll be both of y'all's first two clients whenever y'all get fired up. Cool. <laughs> uh, but we get friends and family discount. Just from oh, no. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, well, guys, I appreciate y'all coming on here and doing this and, uh, you know, Best of luck in the 10 and Bassmaster Classic, all that stuff next year. And, uh, Russ, I'm glad you said something about you're going to kind of calm down a little bit next year. That way I don't pick you on the fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably have that idea. Yeah, you never know, though. Insider trading, insider trading. It could change. I might, you know. I'm, it's not set in stone yet. It's kind of the feeling I have, I have now, and it's most likely the road I'm going down, but – uh yeah like i said a lot of it's coming down to to buying this piece of property and i won't be moving there full time it's more just kind of an investment thing that you know trying to trying to do rental rental type thing but if it's not right and i don't find the right place and it just doesn't feel like the right time to buy it then maybe uh maybe i'll jump into tournaments and just go at it like i did this year so we'll see Cool. Um, do you guys want to shout out sponsors or social media, anything like that? Sure. Yeah, I'd like to, you know, this, this whole year, you know, I've a lot of support from, from my sponsors, uh, Dakota Lithium Batteries. They've been keeping me powered, you know, both in my truck and in, in my kayak. Uh, 
Battery's been working great. And if you ever need a hoodie, I'm telling you right now, these are the... I was looking at that. That looks These are looks the nice. best hoodies in the world. I'm going to order like four more of them because they're awesome. <laughs> I'm particular about them too. And uh, I'd like to thank I I'll wear a fishing. 2X. Uh, yeah i rod fishing i'd like to thank them uh hope i can announce this now but it's uh, you know coming soon it's going to be a new signature series rod of mine uh it's the first time kind of announcing that it seems pretty much you know good to go it's going to be coming out here uh, probably next couple couple months and they're coming out with their new uh i rod genesis 3 series which are going to have upgraded guides um as well uh, i think the blanks are a little bit different too uh some carbon fiber on the the base of the blank there don't quote me on that but yeah but uh, i got one of the one of the new genesis threes and and they're sweet uh as well and really look forward to my my new signature series rod that's coming out and also like to thank dakota lithium or sorry uh dugout bait and tackle which is uh my newest sponsor uh, just signed on with them. They're they're over there in uh, north part of Georgia, not too far from Lanier and all that. And I uh, really look forward to to my future uh, wor- working with them. I got to meet Jamie and the rest of his family, and uh, they're, they're really good people. And, and you know they yeah. take care of you. Uh, so they're you know really devoted to the uh, to the kayak community here. So it's great to be a part with them. Yeah, Jody. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I started this year with, uh, with cash and rods and, uh, I mean, they're, you know, when I started with them, they were in the middle of just, I mean, they're always trying something new, always trying to better their products. And I just, they're just a great company to be with. And, uh, I've been with them all year and, and their rods are have done a had spectacular season with them. I mean, I can't, uh, say enough about them. Lithium, you know, uh, Stormy man, he treats me real good, and and I've come a long way with him. Uh, you know, I got a little 23 amp hour battery that fits perfect in, inside my Hobie hatch, and I, I shove it back under away from the the waterproof hatch, and it, it fits perfect in there, man. I can go for two days on that thing, full days, and not not have to uh, recharge it and everything. It's just they just came out with a new uh, with a new 18 amp hour. By the way, just came out. I just I'm, got one, so I I'm thought I'd throw that out there. Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> oh man, the 18 amp hour. Yeah, me and Corey both were looking. We're going to get a couple of those too. Uh, for a, a different size, a little not so tall. They're a little more yeah, boxy and square, and they, they they fit well in some of the spots where the 23 won't fit. So yeah, they're they're really nice, man. Uh, yeah, of uh, Yak Attack. Uh, of course, everybody knows Jack Attack. I mean, crap, man. They <laughs> anything that snaps or or swivels or holds a paddle or lands a fish. I mean, it's Jack Attack for me. And uh, uh, Torquedo, man, that eleven oh three. Oh my gosh, dude! It, it, it's an amazing piece of equipment. Uh, we did. I think me and Matt did close to twenty miles one day on on, on the river over there, and we did like. 10 or 12 miles on the lake and i mean that thing is and when you want to get up and go you can go and when it comes to a grass bed if you've got that 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 uh uh trey leach's uh grass cutter on there and rock guard man it just makes salad out of everything i've gone through pads with that thing it's it's so torquey man it just it eats that grass up i mean you can go through it i don't care how thick it is you can go through it uh lawnmower yeah it is man. <laughs> it eats 
I, I love it, man. I, I love it. And it's so efficient, man. It's it's way more efficient than the, the 403. And I'm not knocking the 403 because I still have used the 403, too. But, you it's know, quiet, too. It's, it's uh, quiet. It's silent, which yeah, is, that's a big improvement. Uh, I mean, it just it does a really good job. And if you, you know, if you watch your, your watt usage uh, traveling the same speed as the 403, like, say, four mile an hour, you're, you can go a lot farther with a 1103, even though it's a big, it's just more efficient. Uh, but it's a great motor. Torquedo's been there with me almost since the beginning. Hobie, I mean, AJ, man, I mean, the BOS series and uh, everything he's doing, and he's got still got time for me. I don't see how he does it, but uh, uh, Hobie's been treating me real well. I love my 360. Uh, it was a huge, huge uh, help in that fast-moving water. I mean, you, I, it was moving so fast at the TOC that I couldn't actually pedal it upstream in the dead, dead middle of the current, but it, it steered me and kept me out of the strainers, and I could turn and, and I could hold, and it's just a, a huge makes a huge difference. And uh, you know, using my 360, I don't have to have foot steer, so I, I have a clear deck deck space. Uh, so Hobie, man, they have a great product. Uh, fishing online, uh, John and Brian Harley, man, they, I mean, I just can't say enough about them, man. I mean, I, anytime I can call them last minute, they'll overnight stuff to me, and I mean, they just they take real good care of me. Uh, trying to think of anybody else. Uh, I was like your third time on here, so I'm trying to think of who they are, too. <laughs> oh, Z-Man. Dude, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. I forgot everything that. I use is Z-Man, man. I have, I have literally gone through my boxes and taken out everything. I mean, I have a few secrets, but uh, I've replaced it all with Z-Man because they, just, they catch fish. I mean, I have the proof is in the pudding. They they put me on top several times this year. I mean, it's yeah, Z Man, man, they're all awesome. I love them. I thank them. I think that's about it. <laughs> I mean, that's not much, really, man. It's just I take a long time thanking them. <laughs> <laughs> the list is small, and I'm just long winded. <laughs> Wait, I I, I kind of feel like I need to take credit for the Z Man one because you know I. I was the first time I talked to you back in January. I, I said they need to sponsor you, and then they ended up sponsoring <laughs> yeah. you later on. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's all right. I'll give you credit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys, man. I mean, th- I love the the premise you guys are doing with this bass fishing for noobs. I think it's a great idea, and I think it's a great uh, platform. And uh, I'll support you any way I can, man. You guys do a great job. I appreciate it. We, we do it for selfish reasons. We're trying to get ourselves better. Ulterior motives. That's the idea. I take it all back. <laughs> all righty, guys. Well, thanks again for everything. Uh, awesome conversation. I think it's going to help our listeners a lot. So, uh, um, everybody, this has been the Bastion Sure Noob segment on the Paddle and Fin Podcast. We're bringing you the techniques, the tricks, and the tips to help you rip my lips. Catch you next time. Thanks for having us on, guys.
Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs. 